The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day, and I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page, and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them, and we're going to fix them all in the same spot, and this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get text by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. Your career, your business, your money, your mindset, all those can be in really bad spaces and you can bring them back even stronger than before. Your body, you mess it up, it doesn't come back the same way. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. People often ask me, Dre, is there any way that I could work with you directly? Is there any way that I could talk to you on a regular basis? Just ask you questions, share with you what I'm doing and just get your feedback and your insight on where I'm going personally and professionally. The answer is yes. And the further answer is there's only one place to do that. That is work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. All you have to do to get involved in the university is go to work on your game There you'll see all your options, whether you want to schedule a call with us, join one of our group programs, and we go from there. I'll see you inside. Again, that's work on your game you're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is 
say no to drugs. Yes, that's the topic. Before we get into this, I remind everybody, I have a text that I send out every day, guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point, called the Daily Motivation. Send one out every week called the Monday Motivation. You can receive either or both of those texts. All you got to do is text me to join my text community. It is free. My number is 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you your options. If you don't get a response. We're still working on getting uh, some things fixed with that text number, but it will be back. Secondly, work on your game university. That is the place where I do all my coaching. That's the only place that Anyone can be coached directly by me. If you would like to have me as your coach, you would like to have me as your advisor. You like to have me as the person who you can run your ideas by, show me your stuff, have me help you work on those things to get those things out there so you can maximize your revenue, maximize squeezing the juice out of your potential and getting to your goals sooner rather than later. And when I say sooner, I mean like urgently. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com, see what we are doing, and you can schedule a time to get in touch with us. We can talk about where you're at, where you want to go. Again, that's work on your game. University.com link down below. That out the way, let's get into this topic, which is say no to drugs. Now, if you are on my email list, which if you are not, I would suggest you get on it. It is free. I write a lot and almost as frequently as I put the show out. Right. So go to work on my work on my That's how you can get on my email list. It is free. I do a lot of stuff for free. If you didn't know. And I wrote an article about this in late December 2023, because that's about the time where this happened, where what happened is I unknowingly took some gummies that were unknowingly very strongly infused with Delta 8. Those of you who don't know what Delta 8 is, in short, it is a synthetic form of THC. You don't know what THC is. THC is the ingredient that is the high in marijuana. So when people smoke marijuana and they get high, the THC is the ingredient that makes them get high. So Delta 8, basically a laboratory created version of THC, which often means it is much stronger than the natural version, which it is. That's what Delta 8 is. So if you think of right now on my desk, I have a bag of Skittles. The sugar in Skittles is not natural sugar. It's not the same as the sugar that you would get from a banana or an orange. I got a banana on my desk as well. So the sugar in Skittles, which I'm looking at this, let's see. Corn syrup, hydrogenated palm kernel oil, modified corn starch, natural and artificial flavors, colors like red 40, lake yellow 5, lake blue 5, lake. All this shit is a bunch of chemical garbage. And yes, I'm eating them anyway. Candy is probably my personal vice. If you just look through my whole life and follow me around with a hidden camera, my vice is eating candy. So I know it's garbage and I still eat it. So the sugar that is in candy is not natural the same way that the Delta 8 is not the natural thing to get you high. Just like, again, if you ate an orange, you can get sugar from an orange, but it's not nearly as potent as the sugar that is in candy. This is why nobody sits around and eats oranges all day and they're like addicted to oranges. But people will sit around and eat candy and candy bars and Skittles and Twizzlers all day to get addicted to the stuff because the laboratory made is designed to do that. So this is what happened. And the way that I ended up taking these gummies, because I told you I unknowingly took them and mistakenly took them. How do you magically just eat something, Dre? It doesn't make any sense. Well, let me make sense of it. So I appear on a lot of other people's podcasts, other people's platforms. And when I appear on other people's platforms, I would say about 30 percent of the shows I appear on. I appear on somewhere between 50 and 150 shows per year, about 30% of them. They will send me some type of physical care package as a thank you gift after my appearance, maybe 25%. And this one particular show I was on, I'm not going to say the name of the show because I want people to get a negative impression of their product because I think their product did exactly what it was supposed to do. So I was on this person's show and this person, I will say it was a man, 
this person owns a company that makes Delta 8 products, basically CBD based products. Don't ask me what CBD based means. You can look it up as easily Googleable. So he sent me a care package and in his package was company did. It was a hat, like a thank you note. Thanks for being on the show and all of that. And then it was like three sample packs of his CBD gummies. And these are gummies. They're like little gumdrops. And it was two pieces in each pack. It was two of them that were like a nighttime version. Ones that you, I guess you take at night to go to sleep. And it was one of them that was like a regular, I guess, daytime version. So I'm not that stupid. I wasn't just going to take these because I don't normally take any type of, I don't even take over the counter drugs. I don't go to the, the pharmacy and buy, like, I don't take Advil or Tylenol. So let alone I was going to just put some gummies into my body just because like that's no, I wouldn't do that. So before I did it, I reached out to a friend of mine who does engage in drug use. And I asked this friend, hey, this is what I got. I sent my friend a picture of the sample package that I had with the label and all of that. Are these safe to take? Is this well, how much would this affect somebody like me? All right. And this person knows me well. They know that I don't take drugs. I don't put anything foreign in my body. You know, I'm an athlete and all this stuff. And they said, oh, well, you'll be cool. And then they said, wait a minute, is that Delta 8? They said, no, Delta 8 will really get you fucked up high. And then they came back and said, oh, no, 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 you're good. I just looked it up. No, you're good. You can take it. It's something that, and this person was saying, I knew somebody who was kind of old and they had, they were arthritic and they took it and it was just for relaxing their muscles and stuff like that. So if you got any muscle or joint pain, it'll help you for that. But other than that, you'll, you'll be completely fine. Now, I didn't have any muscle or joint pain and they said, I'll be fine. I said, all right, well, let me try it. What's the worst thing that can happen? Let me just try this and let me just see what the, all the buzz is about when it comes to CBD products and Delta 8 and all this stuff. Last time I consumed any form of this type of drug was last time I smoked, I smoked twice in my entire life. The last time I smoked was the summer after my freshman year, before my sophomore year of college. That was the last time I smoked. And I didn't even get high. So I was, it was probably some shitty weed that I had smoked. And I only hit it like one time, literally one time. So that's my experience when it comes to taking in this type of stuff. So I took the gummies at about, and again, you can read the article about this, by the way. It's called Because I Got High, Because I Got High. So you can find that at DreAllDay.com or anywhere else that you follow me, you'll find that article or in your inbox if you're in my email list. Now, when I, I took this stuff at about 3.45 p.m. on a Sunday and by four o'clock, I could start to feel a little bit like a little buzz in my head. Like, yeah, this is starting to do something. And within about an hour, by about 4.30, 4.45 p.m. that Sunday. No, later than that, I would say about five o'clock, about five to 5.30 that shit hit hard and I was high. I get if that's what high is, I was high. Yes. I hope that was what it was because it was strong. It's so strong that, and again, you can read the article where I went into more detail on this. I'm not going to do it all here, but it was like my conscious brain was registering everything that happened about 15 seconds after it occurred. And time felt like it was passing either extremely slowly or extremely quickly, but it wasn't happening in normal time. So I would walk I was outside taking my son on a walk. And yes, I did this while I was high. And I would take 10 steps and then my conscious mind finally registered. Like, like, how did I get from here? How did I get here from 10 steps ago? I looked back 10 steps ago and it felt like it was like three days ago that I was there. Or it felt like it was two seconds ago, but it wasn't either one because that's how bended my brain or mixed up my brain. I don't know what you call this. I guess we just called high. All right. That's what it was. <laughs> I was high in this situation. And again, Go to dreallday.com slash blog and you can read the article yourself. The interesting thing about the high, actually, let me add this, is that I was doing all the right things. I didn't do anything crazy or stupid. I didn't say anything crazy or stupid. 
I, my subconscious mind was controlling everything. The good thing is I have very good habits. I'm a disciplined individual. So my subconscious mind took over. I did everything normally. My son didn't get in any type of trouble. I didn't get any trouble. We were never in danger. I walked around the park. It was completely fine. I was out with my son for an hour, came home, and it was still my brain was all boggled. It was all boggled. I couldn't do anything. So I went to sleep at like seven o'clock that night and tried to sleep off the high. And it still, I could still feel it. Like I could still kind of feel it in my chest through the night. Next day I woke up, went to the gym, tried to work out, couldn't really do a workout because my brain was not connecting to my body. So went back home. I tried to work out, didn't do anything. I went back home. I was going to do a live stream because it was a Monday now. Didn't do my live stream, went back to sleep and I slept and I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. So this is about eight o'clock. I was going to do a live stream, didn't do the live stream, laid back down in bed around eight thirty, nine o'clock, slept till 12 noon that day. And then by then, by Monday afternoon, I was starting to feel back normal. And by Tuesday, I was 100% back to myself. So this high lasted for about a day. No, it wasn't. It was less than a day. It was about 12 hours, about 12 hours or so. All right. So if you want to read the story, read the story where I gave you, I go into much more detail. So today, what I'm going to do in a funny but serious way at the same time, I'm going to explain to you why drugs are not good for your system. And let me be clear before I go further here. Because this episode is not designed for me to convince you to not partake if you are already an active drug user. I'm not even trying to convince you to not try it if you are drug curious. Uh, You've never done it before and you're thinking about taking some drugs or you got a friend offering you some drugs right now while you're listening to me talk. I'm not trying to tell you not to do it. But as always, this is what I do here on the show. For those of you who do not know, I'm going to present to you what I know to be true. I'm going to use some personal experiences, which I just explained to you as supporting points, not necessarily evidence, because personal experiences are not proof of a position, but they can support a position. Tell you what I know to be true, along with some personal opinions of mine, which you will know their opinions, and you can make your own decisions. Does that all sound good? Great. Point number one. Topic, once again, is say no to drugs. Number one, know what you're putting in your body. And that's no as in K-N-O-W. Know what you're putting in your body. Never, ever, ever be ignorant as to what you're putting in your body. This is the mistake that I made. My mistake was my own ignorance. I'm not knowing exactly what Delta 8 was, and I put it in my body anyway. Now, yes, I did ask a friend. My friend said it's okay. I should have gotten a second opinion and figured out myself, what exactly is this before I put this in my body? Because what if I had something serious to do that day or the next morning? Then I would have completely blown that opportunity, or I would have had to postpone it. I probably would have been able to postpone it, but that was a bad decision by me due to my own laziness, because I could have got the information very easily. It's not like the information was hard to find. I could have easily just Googled Delta 8. that I could have triangulated. And by triangulate, what I mean is get feedback from three different sources on the same question and find the commonalities, at least three, maybe five, maybe 10, and see what the commonalities are. And that's where I can start to find a consensus as to what is agreed upon between these people. And I would trust the commonalities that I found. I could have did that, but I was too lazy to do it. I just want to take the damn gummies. I took the gummies. This is a bad idea. Know what you're putting in your body. All right. Don't take anyone's word for it. Even if you trust that person, you don't have to trust what they said on that thing, because guess what? It's your body that's going to be affected, not theirs. So even though they gave you something and told you something, it's not their responsibility if they end up being wrong. Because when I went to the same friend, the friend who I asked who said it was okay, and I told them like, yo, this shit got me high as hell. They kind of laughed. It was funny. It was a funny thing. So again, this episode is kind of tongue in cheek and serious at the same time. They kind of laughed and they said, oh, my bad, because I was looking at one thing and 
when you told me about it, I went and looked up this and I said, no, that's not the one that I took. And it was a miscommunication, but it's not their fault. It's my fault. It's my responsibility because I'm the one who was asking the question. I'm the one who needed the information and I'm the one whose body was affected by it, not theirs. So again, you should not take anyone's word for anything that's going in your body. I don't care what it is and I don't care who the person is. I don't care if they're a doctor, a dentist. I don't care if you trust them your whole life, if you love them. It's your body that's going to be affected. You need to know what is going in your body. If you don't know what something is, do not put it in your body. I don't care who is giving it to you. Everybody got me? This is not just referring to drugs. This is referring to what you drink. It's referring to the foods that you eat and anything else that you take into your physical person through any other orifice. Make sure you know what it is, know what it's not, and use your best judgment or the best judgment of someone you trust fully before you make decisions about putting anything inside of yourself. This includes when it's coming from someone who, as we talked about yesterday, is an expert. Just because someone's an expert does not mean that they may not be incentivized to get you to do something that may not be in your personal best interest. I told you about this when we talked about the medical industry. The medical industry in the United States, the reason that it's not privatized, being the United States has plenty of money, all right, or at least the United States has access to plenty of money. Let's put it that way. Those of you listening to this who are Americans, most of you, the United States has access to plenty of money. Now, you know how much money we've sent to the Ukraine over their conflict with Russia? A lot. All right, enough that it could provide some free doctor and dental visits for a bunch of us here, Americans, enough that it could pay some bills for some Americans, enough that some homeless people would no longer be homeless. All right, it's, it's that much money. All right, look it up. You can see it yourself. I'm bringing that up to say this. The United States doesn't have publicly available or, or public service health care. Our health care is privatized, meaning when something is privatized, for those of you who don't understand that lingo, it just means that private businesses can basically sell their services, which means it's going to cost you money to get that service. So the another so an example of something that is public and is not privatized would be something like garbage collection. You may pay a bill if you live in a condominium or something for the garbage collection, like a little small percentage for the whole building. But if you live in a house, for example, you don't pay money to a particular company and you don't have a choice of like six companies to choose from when it comes to who picks up your trash. All right, trash day is every Thursday, put your trash out, they take the trash. All right, there's no bill that comes to you for that. That's something that's kind of, it's a municipal thing. You pay taxes and it goes to that. All right, but it's a government thing on in a simplified way, okay? The healthcare system is not that. The healthcare system is privatized, meaning if you break your leg, it's going to cost you money to get it fixed. Everybody got me? If you have a virus and you end up going to the doctor, it's going to cost you. Now, some of you say, well, I have insurance. Well, you pay for insurance, don't you? Okay. And the insurance company pays the doctor based on whatever your services is. You may have a little copay of 10 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever it is, but the most of the costs go to the insurance company if you have insurance. If you don't have insurance, you got to pay it out of your pocket. The point being, being that the medical industry is privatized and it is based on profit, the United States medical industry, because of these truths, United States medical industry is a scam. It's a scam. What is a scam? Scam is a dishonest process. And the medical industry is a scam because doctors and physicians and nurses are financially incentivized through the companies that they work for to put you on medications and interventions and operations that you may not necessarily need because the more of them they get you to take or do, the more money they make is a profit motive and something that is supposed to be based on health and helping you 
you mix it with profit, it's just natural. I mean, think about this. And this is something that I told you all yesterday. Just think about this with your own knowledge, whatever knowledge base you have. Think about this. If you incentivize people to do a certain thing, do you agree that people are probably going to do that thing more often if they're incentivized to do it? Incentive just means they get a reward for doing it. If you rewarded people for doing a certain thing, are they probably going to do it more often than if you did not reward them? Does everybody agree with that? Okay, that's the medical industry in the United States. Your doctor, your nurse, your physician is financially incentivized to get you on prescriptions, to get you to take drugs, to get you to get operations, to put uh, jabs in your body, because every time they get you to say yes to that and they perform it or they get you on that thing, they make money. If they don't perform it or you say no and they don't get you on that thing, they don't give you that jab. Guess how much money they make? Less. <laughs> the money that they didn't make because you didn't accept the operation or the intervention or the suggestion. This is the medical industry in America. And if anybody believes that I am wrong factually, it's impossible you can believe I'm wrong factually because that is literally how the system works. If I'm wrong, somebody let me know. But I'm not wrong, so nobody should be letting me know shit. That is the medical system in the United States. It is designed to get you on stuff. So any of you ladies or a gentleman who has a wife, a child's mother, whatever, who's had a C-section, like the number of C-section operations that happen, cesarean sections that happen to give birth to babies in America is way higher than the number that actually needs to happen. Doctors are incentivized to scare you, if they need to, into getting that C-section, which is a major operation. That is a major surgery, a C-section. They scare you into doing that because they're incentivized to do it. Why are they incentivized to do it? Well, first of all, the charge for the actual operation. Secondly, the faster they get you out of that hospital bed, the faster they can get the next person in and do the same thing to them. More people, more money. It's called hospital bed turnover. That's what it is. Same way that a restaurant wants to turn over the table. They want you to come in, eat, pay the bill, leave so they can put somebody else at the table. They can get them to eat, pay the bill, leave. They want to turn that bed over. I mean, they want to turn that table over. Same way hospital wants to turn the bed over. Now, I'm not going to go too deep into this. If you want to hear me go deeper on trashing the medical industry in the United States, I have good news for you. I did that already. That was in episode number 2338. We're still on point number one here in today's episode. Do not trust anybody's word on what to do with or put into your body. You need to know who this person is, or who this thing is, what this thing is that you're putting in your body, what it's about, what's inside of it before you let anything inside of you. And that includes people. Everybody got me? <laughs> Everybody got me? All right. It includes people. You're going to put a person inside of you, ladies, because, well, I guess men too. Hey, you're going to put something inside of yourself. You need to know who they are, what they're about, and what's in them before you let them inside of you. Okay? 20 years ago, roughly, many baseball players, major league baseball players, got caught up in, I guess, what we can call a scandal over athletes taking performance enhancing drugs. Some of you who are old enough, you follow sports, you remember this. It was a whole, it was like multiple scandals, but the whole thing was just the PEDs, also known as performance enhancing drugs, also known as PEDs in baseball. And many of the players initially who were no called out, they defended themselves by saying that they took some supplement that they thought was just like a muscle relaxer or something to recover or some kind of energy drink, or they thought it was just something, just something that wasn't going to do anything, just something benign that they were just taking for just normal things that they could get away with taking. And they would claim that they didn't know that there was anything illegal in the stuff that they were taking. This defense that many baseball players offered at that time was mostly rejected by the powers that be and also was rejected in the court of public opinion. The reason being 
is that professional athletes, the general idea of a professional athlete is that they're very meticulous about what they do with and put into their bodies, which is generally true. Not every athlete is. I've been a professional athlete and there's some athletes who really don't pay any attention to that stuff. But the public accepted public perspective is that pro athletes are very meticulous about their bodies because pro athletes make their money based on their bodies. So how could you make money based on your body? You're not paying attention to your body. Well, there is a way. Someone's talented enough, but different conversation for a different day. It was generally rejected when these players tried to claim ignorance. Whether players were telling the truth or not, ignorance is not an excuse when it comes to what you put in your body. All right, so this applies to all of you the same way it applied to a pro baseball player 20 years ago. In 2013, when I first decided to start paying attention to my eating habits, for example, and I initially went vegan, a friend of mine gave me some simple ideas to keep in mind. And I still remember them to this day. She said, anything you're going to eat, look at the label on the food. She said, if anything you eat has more than five ingredients in it, it probably has some synthetic materials in that that are not real and not natural. In other words, they are chemically created, laboratory made stuff that is in your food that is not natural and it probably is not going to help you physically to eat it. If it has more than five ingredients, if any of you start applying that, you probably have to throw out half of your kitchen right now. And I'm not telling you not to. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just letting you know what I was told. And that made perfect sense to me. You tell me if it makes sense to you. Another thing she said, she said, if there are ingredients in something that you cannot pronounce or you cannot explain what they are, like the ingredients in these Skittles that I have on my desk right here, you are putting lab created chemicals in your body. That's usually not a good thing. The human body was not made for laboratory chemicals to go inside of it. So some of these chemicals, again, may ultimately be harmless. I've been eating Skittles since as long as I can remember, since I was in like fifth grade and I'm still alive. Right. So maybe the chemicals are not that bad. Maybe they're only killing me very slowly instead of quickly. But some of them, maybe your body can withstand those chemicals. But that doesn't mean it's not using some resources to fight against these foreign agents that you are putting inside of you. And you are ultimately responsible for whatever happens as a result. Now, why would you eat something if you didn't know what it was? Well, all human beings do this because generally we are lazy and we like what we like. And this stuff is chemically created to make us want more of it. So if you were to adopt this mindset for, again, even 25% of what you eat, it would drastically change many of your eating lifestyles who are listening to me right now and your drinking lifestyles. And again, as I said, you would have to throw half of your kitchen in the trash right now if you actually started applying this directly. And again, I'm not telling you you should do it. I'm not telling you not to. I'm just letting you know what is. The reason most people don't reach their goals in life is not because they never ask themselves what they want. Most of you do that. It's not because they're not willing to do the work. Most of you do a whole lot of that. It's because they never ask themselves the third key question, which is, who do I need to be? I wrote a book called The Mirror of Motivation that is all about asking and answering that question of and for yourself. That's why it's called The Mirror of Motivation. In that book, you're going to learn who you need to be as a person so that you can go get into that right energy, then do what you need to do, and then you'll be able to reach your goals and have what you want to have. And that sounds like the missing link in your process. And let me give you a hint. It is the missing link in your process. I'll give you a free copy of the Mirror of Motivation. All you have to do is cover the shipping and just go to mirrorofmotivation.com. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. I will give you a free copy of that book so you can ask yourself the key question that you have never asked yourself, that most people never ask themselves, that will make all the difference in your success. Mirrorofmotivation.com. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is say no to drugs. Point number two, the better the shape you're in, the better your body can deal with foreign agents. This is important because 
This is why I've done multiple episodes on this show about health and fitness and nutrition, because these matter just as much as how you run your business and how you make your money protecting your mindset, how you make your money and how you protect your mindset, because a business can be shut down and replaced. A job, you can get fired from and get another one. Your mindset can be in a dumpster. You can raise it back up. Your body, if destroyed, does not come back the same way. Your career, your business, your money, your mindset, all those can be in really bad spaces and you can bring them back even stronger than before. Your body, you mess it up, it doesn't come back the same way. The good thing about being in great physical shape is that when you make a mistake like I did and you take a drug or you take in some foreign agent that makes you sick or whatever the situation is, the better the shape you're already in, the more easily you can recover from the mistake. And keep in mind something, folks. Let's be clear. The human body is ingesting all types of germs and bacteria all day, every day. Like every time you breathe in, every time you breathe in air, you are taking in random agents from the air particles that are around you. Unless you are in some type of sterile lab environment where no other human can come in and everybody's in those white suits and nothing can touch anything and there's no dust possibly in the room. All right. Unless you're in an environment like that, you are taking in foreign agents all the time. Now, you have a window open in your home. Have you been around another human being? Have you shook anybody's hand today? Have you get in an elevator? You walk up some steps? Have you been outside? Then there are germs and bacteria floating around the air that you can't even see. And you're breathing it in all the time. Every single breath you take, you're breathing this stuff in. So why are you not sick and dead right now? Why are you not dropping dead right now at the moment? Because your immune system is aware of these things. It has seen these things before and it can easily fight and destroy them so that you don't get sick and don't feel ill when you take the stuff in. However, the weaker your immune system is, the more susceptible you become to those germs making you sick. This is the reason why people tend to get sick more often in the winter than they do in the summer. Again, I'm being very, very, very simplistic with this, is that in the winter, it's colder outside. And because it's colder outside, your immune system is doing more to keep your body, the resources in your body, let's not even just say the immune system, your body overall is doing more just to keep your temperature regulated because it's so damn cold. And you're just trying to keep yourself from getting too cold. And while it's doing all that, now it is not putting its attention and focus, let's say, uh, humanizing it towards fighting the germs as much. So then a germ can get through. So now there's an opening for a germ to get through simply because the body has to do more work to just keep you warm. So this is why if you go outside in the wintertime and you don't have a coat on, well, the body has to work extra hard because you're not doing anything to help keep it warm yourself. So the body has to do more to do what you didn't do for yourself, but on a coat and hat and gloves. And then while I was doing all that, it's distracted and now the germ can get in and now you can get sick. Again, I'm being very, very, very simplistic with that point. So medics out there don't get mad at me and attack me for the simplification of that point. So also with the immune system, the more it has to fight against outside stuff, especially stuff that you put in there voluntarily, the less resources it has to fight against the other stuff. In other words, the more you do to weaken your immune system by taking drugs and alcohol and not sleeping and not taking care of your body and not taking care of your health and not breathing in good air and not being in a positive state of energy and not doing all of these things, all the stuff that you do to voluntarily weaken your immune system, you don't even realize that you're doing it. That makes it that much harder for the immune system to have resources left over to do all the other work. You get it? So if you're out of shape right now, if you're 50 pounds overweight right now, your body has to do extra work just to make sure your heart keeps working to pump blood through your 50 pound overweight body. And the resources using to do that are resources that it can't use to fight against those germs that you just breathed in the last three days. And now you're more susceptible to getting sick. 
because there's only so many resources. All right. This is a universe of abundance, but there are limitations on certain things as well. Everybody following where I'm coming from here? So the weaker your immune system is, the more susceptible you are to getting sick because your immune system, again, can only do so much. So you want to give your immune system less work to do. So when it really needs to do a job, it's ready to go. But you don't want its resources spread thin all over the place. Healthy people don't require as many interventions as less healthy people require because they're taking care of their bodies. And again, the more you take care of your body, the stronger your immune system is, the more easily it can defeat stuff. So it's basically a self-perpetuating system. Stronger your immune system, the better you fight off stuff. The weaker your immune system, the more sick you get. So the rich get richer, the poor get poor. You know those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do, but you have to do it anyway? Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them no matter what it is that you do. And you need to, if you're going to be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. I wrote a book called The Third Day, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Get a free copy of that book, How to Separate Yourself, the Pro, from the Amateurs by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is say no to drugs. Number three, mental acuity is the most valuable personal asset you can possess. Mental acuity. Well, let's say the most valuable state that you can be in is a better way of saying it. I would say the best asset is discipline, but mental acuity is the best state that you can be in. You're just mentally sharp. You're on point. You're focused. And as I told you in a little bit of a story that I told you to frame this episode, when I was high that day, I was completely not focused. I was not sharp. I was not on point. I didn't even know what the hell was happening. I, I was like watching myself. I was like watching a movie of myself walk around. That's what it felt like. Drugs kill brain cells. And that's what happened that day when I got high. Some brain cells got killed off that day because of the drug that I had taken. Although it was ultimately a funny story and I got some content out of it. I wrote an article about it. I'm doing this episode right here. The worst part of getting high on accident was that I didn't have full control of my mental faculties for a good three hours. From about four o'clock to seven o'clock, I could not think straight. And the only reason that it was only three hours is I went to sleep. And then the next morning, Again, I felt a little bit better, but I still couldn't do what I wanted to do. I didn't do my live stream, couldn't really work out, had to go back to sleep. It wasn't until 12 o'clock the next day that I was awake and kind of feeling normal again. So do the math on that. It was like a day and eight hours. So I was doing stuff during that three hours that I was really high and awake and doing them the right way, but I wasn't consciously processing anything that was taking place. And I can only realize, again, something happened about 15 seconds after it occurred. Now, I'm guessing Somebody can let me know, is that the normal experience when people get high and people actually go into this space on purpose? Like people do this because they want to. And I got a few responses when I put the article out via email. So some people said, yes, that's the experience that I've had, Dre. And yeah, some people said that to me. That's something that people do on purpose. I will never get high again. Like that's, I'm not interested in that. That doesn't seem fun to me. And it was not fun when I did it. Maybe you get used to it. You do it often enough, but no, not for me. I'm not a fan of this mental state. I like being mentally sharp. I like being focused. I like being on point at all times. I don't ever want to be disconnected from conscious reality unless I'm sleeping. And whether you agree with that or not, here's something that you can agree with. Drugs kill brain cells. Now, when you take drugs, you are killing cells in your body, specifically your brain. 
And I don't think there are any positive benefits to killing brain cells unless you're just a really stupid person and you want to clear the slate and start all over again. Other than that, there's no positive to killing brain cells. So I'm not a fan of that. So with all that said, let's recap today's class, which is say no to drugs. And again, you can read that article. It's called Because I Got High, if you want to read it at DreAllDay.com slash blog, B-L-O-G. Number one, know what you're putting in your body. Do not take anyone's word for it. I don't care who they are. I don't care what level of expert they are. The person who has to live with the result of what goes in your body is you. It is not them, regardless of who they are or what they are. And if you allow another person into your body, you better know who they are, what they're about and where they've been and what's in them before you let them in you, because whatever is in them may end up in you. Everybody understands exactly what I mean when I say that. Number two, the better the shape you're in, the better your body will deal with foreign agents. All right. This is why I've done many episodes about health and fitness and nutrition. All right, your business can get shut down. You can open a new one. You can lose a job, get another one. You can be in a terrible state mentally and come back. If your body gets into a bad state, it never comes back the exact same way. It doesn't mean you're going to die immediately, but it doesn't come back the same way that it was before. All right, so do not destroy your body. You only get one. And understand that you have an immune system. The stronger your immune system is, that is supported by you drinking water, exercising daily, breathing in good air, thinking positive thoughts, being around positive people, putting the right stuff in your body. The stronger your immune system is, the better it can fight the foreign agents that you're taking in every day, every single time you breathe. Number three, mental acuity is the most valuable mental state that you can be in. And your drugs, any drug you take, kills brain cells. It puts you in a worse state mentally because you are literally killing the brain cells and causing the brain to not function the way that it's supposed to. And again, I guess there are people who like going into that state for whatever reason. I personally am not a fan of that. So any of you who is drug curious, I'm telling you what it's like, what it feels like for someone who doesn't take drugs. If this sounds appealing to you, hey, do what you got to do. Do what you want to do. But don't say nobody didn't give you the information. All that said, text me to you my test community. My number is 305-384-6894 and workingyourgameuniversity.com. You want to be mentally sharp, focused on point to build your business, take it where you want it to go this year. Go to workingyourgameuniversity.com and we'll take it from there. Work on your game. Dre all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me 305-384-6894. Are you ready to take your health and well-being to the next level? Or if you're already at the next level, you want to make sure you stay there? Introducing AG1, the ultimate all-in-one supplement that will revolutionize your daily routine. AG1 is meticulously crafted to provide your body with a comprehensive blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. What does all that mean? Let me make it simple means you're getting the perfect solution for those of you who are committed to optimizing your health and fueling your body with the very best. I take this stuff myself besides water and my protein shake. I don't put anything else in my body. Whether you're a professional athlete or someone who values meticulous attention to detail when it comes to what you put in your body, AG1 is designed with people like us in mind. But the benefits don't stop there. When you choose AG1, you're going to receive a free one-year supply of vitamin D a vital nutrient that supports a strong immune system and promotes healthy bones. On top of that, we're including five free AG1 travel packs so you can stay on top of your game wherever life takes you. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. 
Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Your body deserves the highest quality nutrition, and AG1 is here to deliver. That's why I partner with them. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. 